Hello, this is Freya Kier and Charlie Clamos, hosting Fanfare Tête-à-Tête, where we have conversations, build connections and establish links with all the people crossing Fanfare's path. For this episode, we're speaking to Juliette Lizot and Caroline Berman of Nexus, a twice-yearly publication which aims to explore the emotional and sensual side of hardware, software and algorithms. The conversation was held ahead of the first of three events which Nexus are co-curating with Fanfare as part of Fanfare's B Channel series. A more detailed description of which I will be providing later in the conversation. Later in the episode, you'll hear Caroline and Juliet reading introductory statements from the first and second issues respectively. But first, here's Juliet explaining a little bit about the upcoming event. Okay, so the idea anyway is that uh, we were in invited by Fanfare and we're going to do three events. The first one is on Thursday. The second one will be uh, early in May and is a secret. <laughs> and the last one is what, in end of June, July or? Yeah. June, I believe. Yeah. End of summer. June, yeah, summer. <laughs> and um, the yeah, and we'll time. also be <laughs> a surprise. <laughs> But I think what is important to say is that in... All of them, uh, were the idea is to see a bit how, yeah, like we are trying to figure out also a bit how to interact with our audience and how to um, develop this uh, content creation uh, that we have with this like editorial process, but like see it a bit, uh, yeah, like experiment a bit and take this opportunity of being uh, here, having this great space uh, hosted by those two great ladies <laughs> of Bonfar, <laughs> uh, to, yeah, to actually like experiment with uh, with inviting people and, uh, and opening up the discussion in between uh, the issues and like see it as like, yeah, this sort of like trans transitional, moments uh, to to explore that so Reba is our first contributor for the next issue right she's like um, uh, author and a publicist she also makes uh, publications herself and um, she also happens to be a dominatrix and she uh, talks and writes a lot about um, um, power structures mm. um, uh, within this world of like BDSM, BDSM, and um, uh, we thought that that would be really interesting as a kickoff for this next issue um, to have her reflect on that. So that's also w w what her um, her article is a little bit less about that per se, mm -hmm. but we thought it would just be really nice to just meet her then in person, and um, she's gonna read one of her texts. And I actually don't know if she's going to read part of the text that is going to be published. I think she's going to do something really different, which is even nicer. Yeah, yeah, because I guess it's also relevant to mention that none of us have actually seen her yeah. in action, real life. No. So it's a bit of a surprise. But I think oh. what is interesting with uh, with Reba is that uh, she has this sort of like very outspoken. Um, image uh, like online and probably offline but we never met her so we'll see when we see her on uh, Wednesday but um, I think it's quite interesting how she is um, yeah going from the world of like uh, publishing and like critical thinking and activism but also like takes part in like this whole like fashion um, yeah world as well and 
that yeah i don't know she's she's very hip and i think it's really exciting to uh to understand a bit also why and how and what yeah like how she um is um i don't know how to say like maneuvering in this uh in this context as well with her very strong uh opinions and uh and life lifestyle actually also Yeah, and I think it's also really interesting that she's not just reflecting upon things from, but you know, from a like top-down view or so. She's really talking from like personal experience, which I think is very it's sort of anecdotal but really interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, looking forward. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> channel in that sense derived from or was inspired from full chan and was working with or playing with at least the concept of anonymity but and that well that also meant playing with the communication not using social media not revealing necessarily um who was going to present something that was an interesting format but it was also problematic because how do you attract an audience when you're not allowed to use their main communication channel or for that sense um, inform them about what to expect. So parts of that uh, format is changing now that we've involved Forbes Nexus. And then I guess, yeah, I mean, B-Channel allows or is intended to allow for exploration and trying out the formats of how to present something to an audience. And that's something that is very central also to the way or to the way that Nexus is working with the program in the sense that every time that we'll be having a B channel event here together, it will take on a completely new format, but still have a red thread or still be linked through the research and the interest topic of mm -hmm. Nexus. Yeah, and I think it's also for um, Nexus, it's a very nice opportunity. Um, uh, by using the B channel as a kind of intimate um, form to connect like between like the contributors and an audience and have a really like low threshold um, uh, conversation which is kind of difficult when you have a really a more performative program or like what we're going to do at the school. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be um, uh, more big. It's going to be more visual or like in that sense engaging, but it's not actually like inviting people to actually contribute to a discussion. And I think that B-Channel is um, like a really great opportunity to, it really adds something for us to, to the, the research format. Yeah, I guess in that sense, this space here in Fanfare is also more intimate or almost asking for... Yeah. I think that it's nice to have the opportunity to like have more smaller informal events where we can actually like connect with, uh, with people that are interested in the topic, uh, interested in the publication, in the people that we also in invite uh, and involve in. <laughs> Desires through screens, strolling habits, multifaceted neon, poetics of nomos, oneric dimensions, anonymity, narcissism, filters, pixelated, 
mysteries, 3D arousal, ghosting, smelling and touching social medias, tantric worlds, erotics of code, spam appeal, seduction at the time of mobile technologies, the self as a predator, cybernetics, organism, intimacy, fever, confessions on digital behaviors, speculations on robots' love, connections, celebrities, cybersex, the image of the self, empathy, cyborg, identity, love dolls, confusion. We have both issues uh, laying here on the, on the table in front of us, cyber sensuality, which was the first one, and the synthetic selves, the second, very red. Well, I mean, visually, I'm not talking about the content. <laughs> Very socialist. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, Presumably, there's well, there's obviously like a golden thread between the two. Can you explain the, I guess, the progression from one to the next, and then the, yeah. to the third? So actually, like the whole uh, project is thought as a series. So Nexus is a series of uh, publication and events that is investigating the self in a digital era. And yeah, and the idea is that for each one, we are starting from a different uh, entry. So with the first one, we decided to uh, go for cyber sensuality. Also because, yeah, it was the first, uh, we already had a list of topics that we wanted to uh, yeah, enter the, yeah, like the main uh, subject from. And uh, we thought cyber centrality was a good way to start as it, yeah, can sort of talk to everybody. And it was also, uh, it could be very easy to uh, find also like visual yeah, uh, contributions for it so that it, yeah, like it would have been a good start and I think that it worked great. And so we have like this, we have in mind like these different topics that we want to go through, but uh, it sort of builds up from how it went with one issue to think, okay, what is the next issue going to be about? And at the end of the of cyber centrality, we thought like yeah, next one should be about identity and about uh, yeah this uh, representation uh, and uh, self curation online and offline. And uh, from that, we also build up uh, on the like topic for the next issue, which is uh, going to be on gender and norms. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think this was kind of, especially with the, the second issue to the third issue, that this is kind of a very fluid sort of consequence. Like the, the topic of like, it was like about non-binary identities and like, how do we envision a future where we like stop thinking in terms of gender or race and this was, of course, like very logical um, that we came up with that after synthetic cells. And I think it's also um, um, kind of interesting that it sort of is affecting our method or um, the outcome as well as in besides the uh, printed publication that we also see how these jumps from one topic to the next one, how they can be sort of filled in in the meantime by setting up events where we, sort of, where we engage with people in a different way than through a publication. 
So that's why I want to set up also lectures or performance programs or where we just invite people to reflect upon the topics in between. Yeah. And this feeds our content, like, or our, like, yeah, kind of decides what we come up with next. important to say uh, that uh, the idea is that it's a collaborative research and uh, that we invite people to contribute whether it's visual or um, yeah, textual and um, it's quite free and uh, it works a bit like a exquisite corpse in the sense that one contributor gets the previous a, a previous contribution mm -hmm. and so on uh, until we kind of have like decent amount of contribution or we feel that it yeah it has been uh, covered or at least yeah and um yeah so we also are trying to figure out how we can like make the best out of th this time actually that is um like because we trying to release one every six months so that every six months uh, during the six months we can also like maybe open up our research or like the process of gathering this content with maybe yeah like having yeah some talks and uh, like more events or yeah more moments to like share mm -hmm. yeah because i guess this like collective or collaborative um method is something that seems to be um very relevant both in the way that you choose your topics and the way that you build events around it and the way that um, even that the content is is produced also within within the mm -hmm. magazine itself yeah that that's like um kind of leading to a slightly broader <coughs> point about like i mean the name of the issue the second one synthetic selves is like um kind of f well very much in the name focused on how the individual forms themselves right but there's like a contrast in the sense that you guys are putting lots of different people together with a kind of plurality in a way not a sort of individual yeah i mean focus. it's also called synthetic selves and not synthetic self yeah <laughs> but uh a good point um but but i you know i, mean, I guess like uh, i'm it's still i think my qu question i'm about to ask still stands which is like like how much does the kind of format interact with the kind of content i suppose you know like yes yeah, so like most every time we're trying to think um okay but what is what is actually our statement in this what is our take what is the conclusion of all this and i think that yeah the conclusion is that there is not one conclusion <laughs> and that this like what is nice with this format and with the fact of inviting so many people to contribute is that this is yeah that all these issues have multiple views and and it's interesting to like see them and to understand how different they can be or where they uh, come together and yeah and i think that of course it could just go on forever this process that we just would do like a really really big book uh, <laughs> after five years mm -hmm. but um it's also nice to have this sort of shorter deadlines and uh and move on to uh, to other topics afterwards, but I think that yeah, that it's uh, it's an interesting yeah, it's interesting to build up um, a thread of ideas together with other people.
Synthetic cells are your fantasies about me. Synthetic cells are my fantasies about me. Synthetic cells are magnified fragments of the self. Synthetic cells are carefully constructed. Synthetic cells are flexible. Synthetic cells are restricted by the protocols of the social platforms. Synthetic cells are held captive by corporations. Synthetic cells are self-censored. Synthetic cells are broadcast by algorithms. Synthetic cells are fake. Synthetic cells are honest. Synthetic cells are copies of successful others. Synthetic cells are my business cards. Synthetic cells are our performances. Synthetic cells are a facade. Synthetic cells are my second skin. Synthetic cells are my deepest longings. Synthetic cells are my escape. Synthetic cells are multiple expressions of me. Synthetic cells are skewed images. Synthetic cells are twisted timelines. Synthetic cells are archives of our cells. Synthetic cells are collective data feeds. Synthetic cells hibernate if not fed. Synthetic cells are part human, part machine. Synthetic cells are chemical. Synthetic cells are mortal. Yeah, I guess the serial format also allows you to react faster to things or to, I mean, in contrast to if you were gathering uh, a five-year-long research project, which is, which is, I think, something also very useful and handy in, when considering this digital topic which is of course developing really fast as well yeah exactly it is about like it is impulsive in mm -hmm. a way and it is very ad hoc sometimes and yeah we don't we we uh, the it, it is literally so that we just receive a contribution and literally the next day or that day we send it to the next one yeah. so i mean sometimes it needs to be edited but it's not that we like really control the content or that we are really directing people we of course we approach people we think are interesting and they can shine a, a different light on this topic mm -hmm. uh, than another contributor but it's sometimes it it also depends like how fast people are with responding because yeah. sometimes you end up sending a different contribution to some other person than that you had initially in mind. So everything is kind of like extremely yeah. fluid and we have no idea what the outcome is until the very end. Exactly. So, and that's, I think, the charm of it. That it's just this, if we would do, basically, if we would make the synthetic cells again now, Mm. Yeah, it would totally become a different. completely yeah. different issue. Yeah, I guess it's very related to or like connected to some kind of trust that you have to give. It is, absolutely. You give it completely out of hand in a way. It's a weird curatorial process. Yeah. It's, it's, you, you, <laughs> you give the control basically to the contributors. And yeah, we are not like also not editing the pieces and it is in like, oh yeah, okay, sometimes it's a little bit, okay, can you elaborate on this or that? But for the rest, it's not... Um, We're not telling people what to do. ZZZ is a fanfare production hosted by me, Freya Keir. And me, Charlie Klammeis. The incidental music was produced by Wartone and was taken from the backing track of the synthetic self's one-minute open call. The song played in the intro and outro was Scotty Remix by Subnation. For our next episode, we host Rebel Mabry herself, which will take the form of a conversation interspersed with recordings from the B-Channel event. <laughs>